You know, I wonder what it's like to be in a different country looking in on America right now. Because it's getting bad. Hello, Dylan. Yeah, me and Brody are here. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, you're both there? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's great yeah. news. Yeah, sorry about that, dude. I no, I um I'm I'm the one that should be apologizing. I had something else totally set up and then whenever they uh whenever my buddy Taylor said uh try it on Facebook Messenger, I was like, all right, because we've already done one like that where it was a video call, and I guess it's just Try to use as like the least amount of of resources as possible. Just I don't know, better quality stuff like that. You guys get it. You guys make good music, so <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. Yeah, totally. But anyway, uh, I'm Ryan with the ATX Metal Podcast, and today we have a couple a couple dudes from Canada that we found uh, via our Does It Stank section or session, and it's uh, Dylan and Brody. And is it Telomere? Telomere? Is am I, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah Telomere. Telomere. Okay. Well, they just released some new music, and that's how we got a hold of them. And so we really liked what we what we heard, and we figured we would just give them a call since they are not inside the United States, and we wanted to get their take on the whole COVID thing. Uh, there, how this will be our first international call. So I'm pretty stoked to see how you guys are viewing it, but. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit a little bit about the band and and you know the music you guys make and all that jazz. Let's get to know you. Um, so I play bass in the band and Brody plays drums. So um, we started like I guess technically two years ago, like close to two years ago. Yeah, just about. Sort of like born out of the ashes of a previous band, where we were like, wait, why don't we all just make this other kind of music together? Because we were all in projects sort of adjacent to each other okay. at that time. Um, yeah. Myself and uh, Devlin, the other, the other guitar player. Um, there's Qu Quinn and Devlin are the guitarists, and uh, I was I've known Devlin for a long time. The Dylan and Quinn have also known him for a long time. But Devlin and I were in a band. Quinn and Dylan were in a band, and we just kind of like a couple of years later, just yeah. You're like, let's make our own band. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. The, there's and, you hear that story so much where it's yeah. like the ashes of two other bands combined yeah. forces. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we've all been living in Toronto. Dylan's been living here for a while now, but um, yeah, a couple of us just moved here recently, and we've been doing this. And uh, yeah, just got our first single out, Kindred Will, which um, I guess you guys would have listened to. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we have some other stuff we're working on right now. Um, which is the, the other, uh, all the other few songs that are going to be on this EP that we're releasing. And um, it's, yeah, it's going to be good to get it out there just because we've been working on it for two-ish years now. And yeah, just uh, it's going to be very nice to finally just kind of get it out. Everybody can hear, hear it the way we want it to be heard. And just, I mean, we've been playing it live for about a year now, but um, it's definitely a different thing in a, an album setting recorded setting so yeah yeah I, I i really i really enjoyed what i heard and when josh told us he was like man you should talk to those guys i was like well you found the music so you know 
Or why don't yeah. why don't you why don't you tee it up and you know because uh, I'm down to talk to pretty much anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, appreciate you having us on, man. And no, then, this is you. great. Yeah. I, I just I'm happy that we actually can uh, have a conversation, even though we're so far away from each other. Uh, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? Like right now in Canada? Uh, Toronto. Hey, like right downtown in Toronto, yeah. uh, t- which is in Ontario, which is uh, um, I should know this. Ont- capital of. Uh, <laughs> It's the oh, capital of Ontario. Yeah. And Ottawa is the capital of Canada. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we good, finally man. made it. That's not good. Um, so what I would like to know and what these uh, Locked in the Closet series, actually, I just officially moved out of the kitchen for my past episode. Now I'm back in the closet because uh, okay. that, that's where my wife told me I can only do it at. She's like, you, you, you can't do it in the kitchen anymore because I'm watching the show and something, something. I'm like, all right. I'll just go back to my closet. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, but she's a, works, works. she's a lovely woman. Um, but what we want to know is how you guys have been going through this COVID outbreak in the pandemic, um, whether you were, you know, uh, obviously financially hurt at anybody. I mean, you guys can go in as much or as little uh, depth as you want. Um, well, Cause I just talked to a guy in New York and I, was so it's a totally different story what he told versus the guy that i talked to before him which is here in texas is like night and day stories like you could not have done had a more you know what i mean yeah totally i feel like our story is going to be also somehow also the opposite of both of those experiences because let's get it um, in Canada, we the, um, the prime minister has instilled this thing called the um, Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, in which, with very loose, very low criteria, you can basically receive two thousand dollars a month, just no. in case if you lost work, right? Like at all. So if you, you I think the criteria are just like you only need to have made five thousand dollars in twenty nineteen, and then you also need to have some proof that you lost your job because of COVID. <laughs> And and then other than that, like you can just sign up. It's super easy. You just get two grand a month. And what? hold hold yeah. on, hold on. <laughs> Let me hit pause real quick. So you're telling me, Mr. Trudeau said, uh, if you only made more. I'm sorry, if you made more than yes, you have okay. to have had like a, like a full job so, in 2019, basically. Oh, so basically, you had to be employed in 2019. You have to have made five thousand dollars. Yes, that's, that's the that's the limit. He was like five thousand. That's all you need. Oh, yeah. And then just tell me exactly how you got fired. Oh, COVID. Sure, two K. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. It's taxable though. So really, at the end, the end of it all, you're going to end up paying four hundred bucks of it back. So sixteen hundred. Yeah, you end up with like sixteen hundred dollars for staying at home. Yeah, basically. we. So okay, so that is currently still happening right now. Yep. It's, um, initially they only were doing it for four months. Um, but then in the middle of June, they, things were still looking pretty bad up here. And, um, so they decided to extend it for two months. So I've, I've been collecting it the entire time because I play a lot of corporate gigs uh-huh. and stuff. And so all of those contracts were lost. That was like my money for the summer. And so I mean, yeah, I've been on CERB and I get one more month of that and then uh, it'll be done. Now is that to. is that enough money for you to, ba- you know, the basics and live and pay your rent and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. What about you, Brody? Um, yeah. So I've actually, when I moved to Toronto a few years ago, I like got a job at a hospital, and um, I've still been working there throughout all of this. So that's wait, you're that's, you're in the medical uh, world? 
Yeah, I'm not like a nurse or anything. I, I just do like registration, kind of admitting stuff in uh, in the emergency department at a children's hospital. And oh um, man, you work with kids too. Like, how nice are ca- are Canadians? Holy <laughs> shit! That's a that's well, a. I've heard more good things in the past. How long we've been recording? Ten minutes. Than I've heard like all day. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, is yeah. Uh, well, yeah, meanwhile, down here, uh, I'm in. I'm just north of Austin, Texas. I'm in a okay. city called Leander. It's basically, okay. it's the suburbs, but uh, downtown where all the shows happen is about a 30 minute drive. It's no big deal. Right. And where I live, it's, it's, I mean, we're wearing masks everywhere now um, because our mayor just instituted uh, the mask ordinance, I think last week. But ever since, ever since all of this had been going down, I have been doing that as well. I've been wearing masks since since the beginning. So, but we only got one twelve hundred dollar check. Or they called it our stimulus check. We got one. Yeah, of them. we're all we're in Canada. We pay an, a huge amount of attention to the American situation because, frankly, we're attached at the hip to you guys. So if I'm sorry, you know, sometimes. Yeah, if everything goes to shit down there, we're <laughs> we're kind of screwed too. So we're always like pretty hyper aware of that stuff. So I'm I'm aware of this <laughs> this one check. It seemed. <sighs> Just frankly unfair, you know, to the situation. I, you know, I I was fortunate enough to where um, I did not lose employment uh, because I'm a, I'm an auto mechanic. So we actually just went to like split shifts. So I did lose some time, but I about my 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 paychecks got cut in half pretty much. Uh, Damn. Yeah, it, it it wasn't fun, and then it was a very slow climb. Like this pay period coming up for me will be equal to what I was earning in February. That's how long I've been kind of like not struggling because we've been able to push my mortgage by two months. And then like the auto insurance companies here are doing like percentages back off your monthly premium because obviously you're not driving. So you're being more safe, which means you don't need that much money to like, it made sense to me. I was like, damn way to go insurance companies. Uh, that does make sense. Yeah. I think that was the only move that made sense out of everything that's happened so far when it comes to trying to make sure that every every American from rich to poor and and you know across all the whole country like it really it really sucks. Like <laughs> it's so bad down here. Um, yeah, the uh, the unemployment numbers just seem like in Canada our population is only 37 million and I think we have we un- have more people unemployed than you have people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. Holy shit. I forgot to mention, there is one thing about, um, there's the other crazy thing about, like you might find this a little bit shocking as well. In the second month of this whole benefit thing that Canada instituted, Mm -hmm. they made it, you're able to also just make some money. So people were like, wait a sec, if I make, basically there was this weird rule where like, if you made, say like $50, like maybe you're like a street performer or something. Yeah. If you made $50 at all, it would disqualify you for this benefit and everybody complained. And now you can just also work part-time and make up to $1,000. Oh and my God. Still, what? And you still get the $2,000. Yeah. <sighs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to start making a lot more friends in other nice countries so that when our country burns to the ground, I'll just like call you guys and be like, hey, remember th- I'm the podcast guy. Uh, oh, I need a place yeah. to stay. <laughs> we would gladly accept yeah. you, but the problem is that if if the United States burns, then 
they will take our water because Canada has like 80% of the world's fresh drinkable water. And so if what? Yeah. Damn. We yeah, have 30,000 lakes in this province alone. Oh yeah, I knew I knew your lake pot your, your the amount of lakes is is ridiculous. It's it's a uh, uh, actually it's on a bucket list for me to go up to Canada and just I don't I don't know I'll, I'll do my homework um or I guess I could just ask you guys uh at a later date and time to kind of you know don't be my tour guy but say yeah go here but don't go there you know what I mean yeah definitely yeah, there's, there's a lot to see for sure I've I've seen so little of it myself but yeah yeah I've tra- I've traveled the world but I've I've never been to New York you know New York City you know uh, I've never been to Mount Rushmore all, you know all the all the, I haven't even been to the capital like <laughs> really? that's interesting yeah well you've been but you've been like to Europe or like elsewhere like but not within the country correct I got married in Australia to the girl that I met in Iraq Baghdad who was a civilian contractor like I was and I mean yeah like I've done I've done uh, a bunch of Europe uh, Dubai Australia uh, Kuwait Iraq Afghanistan but yeah, not New York City. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, very cool. Uh no, I definitely had a, I was very I was very fortunate to do what I got to do in my in my 20s uh with work. It was really it was really rad. So Sounds like it. Yeah, but enough about me. Let's talk about y'all. So basically from what I'm hearing is the the virus it, like what? What's your guys' is well, actually? I got it right here in front of me. Um, so one of the things that I do is let's see. Today is July 26th. Yes. Uh, right now, we are at confirmed cases of 4.2 million in the United States, and we are just shy of 147,000 deaths. But I want to see the globe. Let's go to the globe. Okay. Here we go. Let's see what. Ca- let's Canada see what. Here. Let's see what Canada's got going on. Yeah, I'm googling it myself. <laughs> I know, I know, like purport. It's like because you know the numbers because of the population differences. The numbers aren't always like right. Um, they aren't like they're a little bit deceiving, right? So you got to like think about how we have literally. I think it's exactly one tenth the population of the United States. Uh, here we go. A hundred and fifteen thousand confirmed cases, with eighty nine hundred deaths. Yeah, and like the vast majority of those are in the Toronto area from what I understand. Yeah. Cause it probably just jumped from New York. Right. Um, probably maybe, but there's a, there's a huge like international, like we, I think Canada is like 52% not born in Canada. Like we, we, oh, wow. yeah, our population is only growing because of immigration. Like we embrace immigration quite a bit. So it's very possible that it's like, you know, from some family from elsewhere, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. But I mean, there was like, it's also like pretty probable that this like all was going on like a month or two before we really caught wind of it. And there was just, there's so much potential. You know, we've been, we've been talking about that because one of the guy I talked to this, I talked to this really great guy. His name's Anthony. He's a lead singer of a band called resistor. It's a hardcore band out of long Island, New York. And he said that his dad was in the hospital where the first COVID case got, announced oh wow yeah for for like for that area and he used to live two miles or i'm sorry two blocks from that hospital i was like wow and we were talking he was saying that his dad was telling trying to tell them like i have covid or i have something like covid because i've got the headache i've got this i've got that 
and they they said, well, you don't meet that threshold yet to get a COVID test. And I'm just like, what? Like, what kind of special? It's a no swab. Figure it yeah. out. Like, come on. And yeah. but I think. I think I may have had it because I got really sick in February. Uh, was it January? I think, yeah, it was like uh, mid-January because I was pissed because I had to burn two of my vacation days because we don't have sick days at where I work, even though I've been there for eight yeah. years. Um, wow, that's rough. Yeah, it's very rough. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's a different animal down here, and... That's why I really am, am, am happy that you guys are able to shed some light on how you guys are doing, but also how your government is actually helping you take care of yourselves. I mean, there's definitely also, there's a lot of, a lot of employers that like a lot of places that don't have sick days or like those kinds of things. So yeah, it's, it's not all like roses and daisies there's, up here. Th- yeah. There's definitely some like, <laughs> pretty, pretty rough things going on, um, in a lot of areas, but, um, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, yeah. Likewise. It's, I don't know. It's interesting to just see how the other, other ends of the world work. It is. And, it uh, is. Yeah. Uh, so what do, uh, so when, how long did you guys, did you guys have to do like, uh, a very long shelter in place? I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't kept up too much with, uh, with how your guys' reopening or well, shutdown went. Technically it hasn't, it's like we're in stage two of reopening right now in Ontario. Um, like British Columbia is in stage three, so they're pretty much like wide open. Okay. But I'm pretty sure masks are like, you know, masks are mandatory here. Yeah. The whole country. I'm not sure. I know it is in Ontario and we have half the country's population in this one province. (laughs) So, so probably, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. probably. Yeah. But it's interesting because it's like, it's mandatory, but like if if I'm just like going to the, like if I'm just like getting a water after I went for a run and I don't have a mask on cause I was running, then like no one's going to be like, you know, super mad at you. Right. You know, cause it's so common, it, it's common sense. Yeah. It's common sense. Like if you're getting groceries and you're in there for like half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, yeah, they won't nice. let you in unless you have a mask. Right. But, yeah. but um, yeah, like in, on Toronto, like there, we're not allowed to like really be inside very much. Like people, you know, there's a like, they've closed down a lot of the streets to have patios and I'm, I'm, I've heard those, that kind of stuff's happening in like New York and stuff. Yeah. Just for restaurants reopening and that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it's the inside. Like if you're inside. Yeah. It's like, there's a, whatever number, like it's way higher. There's a higher percentage of like spreading it. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. The, because of the ventilation systems, you know, exactly. Yeah, filtration and all that fun stuff. But yeah, well, man, I mean, has like like how's everybody's families doing? Is everybody still you know positive vibes? Not really like is anybody bummed out? I mean, I mean, I understand because down here we were we were um, talking about like mental mental health in association with all of this because you know since we can't go to shows, we can't hang out with our bros and, you know, get yeah. our, you know what I'm saying? So we're trying to make sure that, that everyone's mental health is doing good too. So definitely. Yeah. I've, I feel, I feel like overall it's like a little bit less like strenuous overall for us because like if you lose your job, like you can at least pay your rent and buy some groceries. I feel like that, like that's really, the big takes one. The, it really takes the edge off for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it was super interesting because when all this started, my brother was living in Europe, in Denmark. Um, oh, his wow. Girlfriend, and uh, they just actually came back like two weeks ago. But um, yeah, he was, they were pretty sure that they had COVID for a while. And um, it was, 
apparently not fun for a couple of days. It was really rough, but they're, they're all good and everything. And uh, definitely work, working at a hospital has also been very interesting throughout some of this. Yeah. How's, how's your, has, I know you said you're not like, like in the medical field per se, but you do work at a hospital, a children, yeah, like, a children's hospital at that. Like, do you see kids coming in there with this, with, well, with this sickness? Um, there's like, kids are just a lot less susceptible to it, but there, there have been like a number of like confirmed cases I think that have come through, but, um, it's all very, like very isolated and very, uh, the precautions are pretty, pretty intense. Um, yeah. But, uh, so it's all, yeah, everything like that is very contained, but yeah, I've definitely seen a few things, uh, come in, but the kids are usually fine. It's like no, no worse than, um, just like a like, really you know, bad flu at the very most like okay and, uh, yeah i was just gonna say um we'd like typically like prior to all this starting we would see like in the emergency department at least like 350 kids would come through like on average a day from like november to late march and then it would start to die down when summer hit but it as soon as like everything got called off like it just immediately numbers dropped like a lot so um it hasn't been as busy but everyone's just very on edge and uh, or was very on edge it's everyone's kind of settled into it now, but yeah, I don't know. Definitely not where I expected to be during a pandemic. So yeah, it's, been, uh, it's been interesting, but yeah, man. Um, I, I, the, the reason I ask about kids is because we're getting ready to send all of ours back to school or at least yeah. there's a fight for it. Um, a lot of people are saying that kids are, like you said, not as susceptible to this. Some, you know, kid children have passed away from this, sadly, but at the rate of, I mean, it's, it's nuts. So we're having this issue. Do we do three weeks of virtual learning and then we slowly go back into school? Like my buddy, he's a school teacher in North Carolina. They floated an option of like an A group and a B group. So that way, you know, because uh, that's kind of how we did it at work. There was a there was an A group and a B group. So if one person in that group got sick, the whole group stayed home, but yet work could continue. So right, it's just oh man, it's a mess. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all very confusing sometimes. But, yeah, yeah. I think the plan in Canada is to do a a limited um, educational like some, either as like a A B group like you were talking about or mm -hmm. like a reduced sort of like so only certain classes are in person and then others would be like more online. Yeah. But um, nothing's been decided yet, which is a little worrisome considering it's like August. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. And school, school in Canada starts like the first week of September. I don't know where, what about in the States, but uh, it varies. Uh, it, it, it runs either August or September. I think right. my daughter goes back officially in like three weeks. I want to say three weeks. Right, so a little earlier, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, when do you guys get out of out of school? May. Um, I think it's like it's once again we're we vary quite a lot by the provinces, but um, we go basically like Labor Day. We sorry, is Labor Day a thing in the states? I don't Very know. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after, <laughs> I was like, wait, is this? I know we have some holidays that are Canadian only, and yeah. I just don't know which ones those are. But after Labor, we go back to school the first Tuesday after Labor Day, and then we're always done. Like in elementary school you go like pretty much till the end of june and then in high school like your exams finish up in the middle of june wow end of june huh Jeez. yeah we get yeah, out in like, may I, I that was a question i've always i don't know why i never looked it up it just popped in my head so thanks for that <laughs> yeah no problem 
Well, let's uh, let's talk about something that makes us happy. Your music. Yeah. So, talk me talk to me about um, I guess y'all's style because it to me I like there's a lot going on in in uh, was it K- Kindred Will? Yes. Yeah. So walk me through y'all's process, uh, influence, just all that stuff. So um, basically, like when the band started. Uh, like I said, it came from a couple different bands. Yep. And so me and the two guitar players were in a band. One of the guitar players played drums in that other band like five or six years ago. And that was a very much more, um, are you familiar with the, um, like uh, sort of like the, the instrumental prog sort of thing? Oh yes, sir. Like animals as leaders. And- yeah. So it was like, kind of like, like Pliny and animals yeah. as leaders, stuff like that. And um, so that band kind of died. And then when we started this again, we decided that we would like rework and revisit that material for like the first project um, for the new stuff. And so Kindred Will is the only one of those um, only song on the EP that isn't like reborn from like 2012 or 2013. Um, So it's the first time we all like worked on something together. Oh, nice. And so it's like kind of unique in that regard. I think everybody in like, you know how like with a lot of prog bands, like one guy kind of does everything <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. at least creatively. Yeah. But like we all contributed like vocal ideas and riffs basically. Yeah. Every, everybody wrote like, like there's every section is like written by a different person. Someone, Some, someone's got their finger on it. I mean, yeah. everyone, it, everyone's mark is on, on it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That one's really interesting in, in that regard. Um, it's technically, like the first riff in that song is an idea that I had written way back on guitar, and um, we tried to tried to do like a little something with it um, a couple times, and eventually, yeah, I was li- uh, just brought it to to this project, and other things started being written around it. And um, one of the guitar players, Quinn, he really kind of like took the reins on it and like really formed it into what it was. But um, even once we had like the the bare structure of it, like people, pe- like everyone was still like adding little things in and like making suggestions here and there so it's really kind of a melting pot of ideas and um i guess influence wise like i don't know what yeah we had in mind really aside from like um we like we we really like math rock and we really like car bomb so yeah <laughs> yeah so if you put those two together yeah that's like that's y'all. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. kind of what we're going for. Yeah, but yeah, we really like TTNG and soft, nice vocals, and we also like yelling into the ether over mm-hmm. seventeen sixteen. Yeah, over seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta have uh, gotta have it all right. Oh man! Spectrum. But yeah, we we got a lot of uh, there was a lot of comparison when we initially released that to like. Dance, Gavin, dance, and more like, like post-hardcore stuff. Post-hardcore stuff, mm-hmm. which is funny because like nobody in the band really was into post-hardcore until after we were done writing yeah. the song. Yeah. Ha. Huh. So it's yeah that that was cool. Like I'm I'm stoked that people are hearing different things in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely I, I was I, I mean when Josh brought it to us, he was like, "Hey, I want to slip one in the rotation tonight," and I trust his judgment anyway. So. I kind of had a good feeling about it from the beginning and then we heard it and I was just like, that was a good call. Thank you. He's like, Hey, you should talk to him. But yeah, that's man. Appreciate that. man. Now, do you guys uh, do it all DIY or do you have a producer? Did you go to studio? Anything like that? It's kind of like a hodgepodge. Like um, 
we write everything in a rehearsal room. Like no computers are involved in the writing process for the Whoa. most part, which is pretty rare for a prog band these days. Wow. Um, and then uh, we like to record it. We decided to do like the DIY with a friend, like our, uh, the guitar player Devlin in our band is in another band and the guitar player in that band produced their whole album, like just for his own band kind of thing. Uh-huh. And we were, and we thought that, um, cause like, you know, we trust when things work, you know? So like, okay, we <laughs> yeah. really like that album and we know him. Let's just ask him. And it's sort of like a, he had never done anything like he's, he's the engineer, but he's sure. facilitating all of the recording process. We've kind of made all like production decisions beforehand, I guess you would say. But, um, so it's like a little bit of a mix. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. You guys, do you guys, uh, tour? We haven't yet. No, we, uh, it was kind of funny. Actually. We like, had all this music kind of ready like we got we spent like eight months in a rehearsal room that we were renting nine months or so like kind of developing these songs getting them ready to be able to play live and then we just played shows for like well all of 2019 and like started recording stuff in 2019 and um by the time everything like we we started getting like the plan ready to release everything COVID had started and it was just kind of like like we couldn't even play shows, so we we were just sticking to Toronto and like just kind of the outer area, the other smaller cities around here. I got you, um, but yeah, yeah it really um, like put it. We were starting to get show offers and stuff, but then it really like you know came to a screeching halt around <laughs> the middle of March. How, how uh, that I was I was kind of leading there. Where where did um or not where what what was the musical fallout in Canada? Because where where I'm sitting. All of our major concerts got shut down, which I'm, I know that internationally was a no was a no no brainer. But we've had multiple businesses and venues close, and like they're not going to open back up even after COVID. Have you guys had any like fallouts like that? Hundred percent, yeah. There's uh, there's I, been a couple venues in the city that have closed that I know. And there, about, I I think like I think probably a third of all the venues that I like attend like attend regularly and keep up with have closed man so that's probably like four I've, i think that there's four or five that i like that have all closed that's man that's heartbreaking <laughs> yeah and we don't have a lot of places to play like heavy like toronto is a very like elect, it's a very like hip-hop and electronic music city these days there's a lot of clubs but there's not a lot of like indie venues to play anymore oh really so the so the the music scene down there is primarily cater to hip hop and EDM. I, I will with we have you know Toronto's bigger than Chicago now. Like you can find you can oh. find everything and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that being said, yeah, Toronto's got like so much really cool shit that's just really under the radar and like But all the big venues are dominated by electronic DJs 100%, and, yeah. and hip hop okay. stuff now. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. man, here it's kind of the other way around. Like we have emos come and take it live actually that's that's our sponsor uh come and take it productions and come and take it live uh great i think it's like thousand capacity uh but that's where like all the big all the big shows come and then you got like mohawk and uh empire uh garage we have stubs outside i mean there's all kind there's tons of places but at the same time they do they do a lot they do let uh i've, I've been to an edm show at, at emos i definitely have but yeah, it, I've actually heard of Emos. That's a that's a very famous venue. Yeah, yeah. If, and like basically at the other end of the building 
is come and take it live. Like sometimes I'm pretty sure that they coordinate possibly some things because some of the shows that come through, there is just no fucking parking. So if emos has a big night and come and take it has a big night, good fucking luck. Like (laughs) call an Uber. Yeah. I should say we have, we have like three or four venues that are like rock music and indie music and metal music, but they're that are for the touring acts. But we only, I would say like we have a disproportionately small amount of places that cater to like the indie scene or the punk scene or the hardcore scene Ah. in the city. Like they're like, they've been close. Like they're, there's like the there's a famous place called Sneaky D's, and we have like the Baby G, and like the Garrison. But like, it, it's there really should be like ten or fifteen of these places mm-hmm. for a city this big. But there's like five or seven, you know. Man, wow. Yeah, I mean, with the population bigger in Chicago, you'd expect more. <laughs> yeah, it's like we recently. Yeah, it used to be like the classic, you know, population lineup was like New York, L.A., Chicago, Toronto. Toronto. But we sort of switched it up, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's in the pipe? What, what do you guys got planned for the, for the old future? Cause I want some more, I want some more telomere. Well, uh, like right before we called you, we were just working on, uh, some drum editing for the EP. We basically just have a little, some tidying up to do. Um, and then we're going to send it off to mixing and mastering. So we're hopefully doing that in the next like month or so. Oh, look, yeah. they're, they're happy. Yay. <laughs> um, yes. So when when can we expect that um, rough ballpark? I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold a gun to it. Uh, I don't know. Like fall. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. Point. Yeah, I would say sometime in the fall. That's good. And whenever yeah. whenever you guys get the uh, whenever you guys get the get the stuff back and you wanna um, you wanna share it around, maybe like shop it out a little bit. We can throw it on the the does it stanks uh, session and just kind of get some feedback for you. Oh, appreciate that, man. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be great. Yeah send it your way sweet um, i love yeah. getting music that's good because yeah. trust oh, yeah, me dude. we get some shit that comes through the email god boy <laughs> i like enough, yeah. like i understand like look if making music makes you happy then go do it like it's subjective if you're sitting there fucking around with some strings and that's good then sure but man 100%. some of the stuff that we get in the email i'm just like someone had to okay this like someone you know, like it's several at <laughs> several points along the way. Yeah, know, like, this wasn't this is there was no single point of failure. There's like five people responsible for, for the production of what you're calling music. Um but again, it's it's all it's totally subjective, but you know, like I was talking to this one guy, not every baby is pretty, right? I know. I hate that. That's like such a lie. Like, like all one of my are, one of my all time <laughs> one of my favorite all time episodes of Seinfeld was when Kramer just flat out told this lady that her baby was ugly, and the entire show, everybody else is like, "Oh, your baby's so nice," and they turn around, they're like, "That baby's ugly as hell." Like, I mean, it's the same for music. You need to. <laughs> You need to have people to tell you that your stuff stinks from time to time so you can improve. Uh, Absolutely. And if that happens too many times in a row, be realistic. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps this is something take, that's just for you. Take a step back, yeah. Right, so I really, I really appreciate the people that do take the time uh, to fine-tune and critique and go back over it, but then, you know, then spit something out like, you know, kindred will, you know, so thank you. I appreciate and it, man. And Thanks yeah. for sharing it with the world. Yeah. Well, there's only like 2,000 people that follow us, so 
no no high hopes here. <laughs> hey man, heck of a lot of people. Yeah, two thousand a lot of people. Uh, we so, do what we can. Yeah. You know, I just uh, I really I really believe in just you know talking to individuals, getting to know them a little bit better because musicians are just they're humans. You know, so you know getting able to reach out and talk to someone uh, or talk to people and just you know interact in in times like this is cool. But hopefully, you guys. I mean, hey, if you guys ever want to come down here and hang out. Hey, hook you you know, Austin, Austin's the best music city in the world. It's well known. This, hey, we, we, you know, we try very hard. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of talent down here. A lot of people move here. A lot of, a lot of people that I've become very good friends with are musicians that moved from other places to just to come here and do music. Um, yeah. I've, I've only heard good things about like the music, uh, music scene in Texas. It's so. great. It's great. You know, but yeah. you know, with, with that comes, I don't want to say a lot of responsibility, but a lot of reputation to back up. So, um, any any chance any chance that I get to help support a Texas band is great. But I I'm a supporter of all. So, thank you guys for being on the show. Um, your music is great. If uh, for everybody listening, uh, the band is Telomere, and uh, they just released Kindred Kindred Will. Is it out on all platforms? It sure is. Yeah, everywhere. So you can go and download it and or hell stream it. They still get paid. Somehow put money in their pockets. Uh oh, how where can everybody find you guys at on the the socials? Like what's all the ads and stuff? On f- which one is one of them is different. Which um Instagram is just Telomere Band, T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E B-A-N-D. Um and the Facebook is yeah, the Facebook's different. Um we gotta <laughs> we gotta come in here. We, uh, yeah, the problem is that there's another band called Telomere in like Idaho with a slightly different spelling. And yeah, so it's they're a, also a prog metal band. So interesting. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'll call but, them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like, hey, Telomere. so I just talked to Telomere, prog prog <laughs> from Canada, and found you on accident. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's Telomere Band on Facebook. Telomere, Telomere Band on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. so it's just Telomere Band. So that's where it is. And uh, Bandcamp is. Uh, I'm sure if you just search Telomere, it'll pop up. Um, we also have uh, tabs available for that song. Like I knew, uh, I was. I want to learn shit. I had a bet with myself. I was like, as soon as you said like Prague and like really kind of, like kind of explained your music in the back of my head, I'm like, they probably got tabs somewhere for sale. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. put out a song three weeks ago and put out the tabs already. Like usually, you, you know, garner shit. some sort of following. Yeah, we, we just we just released it. We wanted to have something else to drop with the song so well that's cool yeah. i think that's i think that's really good it's a good move because i mean people want to learn why not yeah they do yeah man yeah guitar profiles are all there so yeah but well guys yeah thanks thanks for having us on yeah i really appreciate it man. no dude i appreciate you guys um for giving us a look into the canadian life as a musician and just as a human being so i really appreciate your uh your time and stay safe you wear masks because you're smart and <laughs> yeah. yeah man you you too take care of yourself and uh yeah really appreciate you having us on again yeah no Thanks. worries well i look forward to the new music guys and uh all right later guys yeah, take right, care later. man bye